0: Stumpede Garner isn't number thirty five On Earth, it's easy to see we're different than most living things. Just the growth of our population suggests we're not like other species. Everyone else is giving way to us. We're taking more and spending more in this country. And I'm not sure that's good for us. We've got a whole system demanding more. Let's face it, to us, enough isn't enough. And it doesn't look like that's going to change. Recently, I saw an interview of a research scientist from Harvard who's working on stopping aging. Now, personally, I'm old, and I've been seeing and feeling my body changing. And it's true if this guy could develop something that'll make my pain go away, I'd take it. I don't want something to help me remove the wrinkles in my face or make my hair on my scalp grow back. No, by and large, I can accept the way I look. It's true, I could lose some weight, but the issue of getting out of bed and walking to my kitchen to start brewing a daily cup of coffee would be much more meaningful if I didn't feel any pain. And I know for a certainty I'm not alone in that quest. That is, walking without pain. And that's one of the many issues of getting old. I don't necessarily want the thing between my legs to work for sex. I just want to be able to piss with a certain amount of regularity. And I don't mean every hour on the hour. No, I'm not so sure about this Harvard scientist making me look younger. And quite honestly, the way things are shaping up, I'm not so sure I want to experience what's coming for me And that includes being old. No, people keep saying things are going to be just fine for all of us. But I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Somewhere along the way, things aren't going to be a bed of roses for us. It's obvious the people at the top want you to believe everything is going to keep rolling along, but I don't know why. When I roll down the window of my car, I keep smelling something that doesn't seem right. It could be some mistake. A slight geological shifting of the earth. Gee, what was that police action I just saw? A shooting on a public bus. No, that can't be right. No, that can't be happening. That's not right. Nobody would want to kill a fellow passenger on a public bus. No, that's not right. But then again, what was on the radio about international flights to China being delayed because people were dying from a virus passed by a snake, or or was it a bat, to humans, No, that can't be right. But then again, what was that riot all about in Grand Central Station in New York City? No, that didn't seem right. However, it was true the people in Hong Kong were rioting for nearly an entire summer. That can't happen here. Everybody's happy here. There's an upcoming election. And that guarantees the people will show their preferences. And what could be better than that? The voice of the people, even if they dislike each other. Let's face it, the consumerist society guarantees you don't trust each other. Especially if it comes down to someone that doesn't agree with your politics. Yeah, what is that smell? It couldn't be people beating each other up for supporting a candidate. That's not right. No, that can't happen here. We're number one around the world. We're the apple in everybody's eye. Even if there might be a little worm eating away at the core. I mean, everybody's been saying, Things are good for us, but I'm beginning to get that creeping sense of paranoia that I haven't been told the unvarnished truth, you know, like all those numbers that keep coming up about the world economy. I heard someone say the world economy is over $400 trillion in debt, and its gross domestic production is only 80 trillion. That doesn't sound right. of course there's always that question who's keeping count and are the people or the machines that are putting the numbers in the system doing it correctly sure there can be a few discrepancies I mean, $400 trillion in debt is a big number. But then again, there might be some people and even some machines that might say, what's the difference? Who's counting? The numbers don't matter anyway. So what if the debt is $400 trillion? It could be $800 trillion, and it won't matter. The gross domestic production could be zero. It just doesn't matter. I mean, let's look at the collection of islands in the South Pacific. I don't want to pick on anyone in particular, but since I've been to Tahiti, I might be biased. So let's say the island state of Samoa, which I haven't visited, and probably correctly assume that someone is keeping score of its economy. Like many South Pacific islands, Samoa has beautiful tropical landscapes, and I know for a fact Robert Louis Stevenson, who migrated and died there, would agree. He even declared in death he wanted to be buried with his boots on, the boots he had used to walk Samoa land. So there probably are good reasons to believe it's a place of natural beauty. To be honest, I'm not so sure for increasing its economy, Samoa would be best served to have a large industrial plant built on one of its islands. You know, like employing many of its people to increase It's gross domestic production. In fact, I suspect Samoa probably relies on the outside world to get some of the things it wants, and this probably puts it in the category of a debtor country. I do know Samoa has some excellent athletes which help in its balance of trade, professional athletes who bring revenue to its economy. But that's not what I'm getting at. Samoa, like lots of other places, has an inherent beauty, and its debt or its production isn't really a part of that. Our value is not what our economy is made of, but where we have always come from. We have always belonged to, what we must respect, the things that tell us what we are a part of. If you think our profits, our consumerism will bring us the values we should live by, then you're missing the importance of your life. It's a false hope, a shape without form, a mistake an air without a solution. And it will not stand. And it can only end with us saying, that's not right. That really didn't happen to us, did it? While reading about the island state of Samoa, I couldn't help noticing an event that happened nearly a hundred years ago, which is significant today, the pandemic that occurred in the early 1900s, killing millions of people worldwide, the influenza epidemic of 1918 to 1919, that reportedly killed 50 million people. When the epidemic broke loose, Samoa instituted protective measures by preventing any contact with people from the outside world. On Samoa, there had not been any reported cases of the flu. But a ship from New Zealand was permitted to land, breaking its isolation. And within seven days of its arrival, influenza became an epidemic. Of all reported cases from Pacific Island nations, Samoa's infection rate was the most dramatic With 90% of the population infected, 30% of the adult men, 22% of adult women, and 10% of the children died. The natural world is a dangerous place, and no matter how we believe, we can isolate ourselves from it. We can't stop it. No amount of research to prolong our lives, to deceive our physical appearances to make us look younger can work. We're a part of something we should never ignore, and it isn't something our domestic production or accumulated debt can resolve. We're deceiving ourselves into believing artificial intelligence will solve what we're faced with. I want to exist for something other than a profit. I'm willing to accept all the dangers the natural world brings because I know to not do that removes me from the laws that really matter. The consumer's world is building a promise to live by. but. It's producing values that degrade the natural world, increasing deception by corruption, greed, and narcissism. Well, that can't stop what the natural world can bring, both good and bad. The creative world is a part of the natural world, and that's something artificial intelligence can't be, to accept to see where we belong is something we should not ignore. No, we've built a war machine, a major part of what consumerism demands. You can't cover that up with a shot of Botox removing wrinkles on your face to make you look younger. The profit world can't let you see the emptiness of that. It wants to convince you to believe you'll be better if you can consume more, no matter the cost. But somewhere, the natural world will show you how wrong that can be. Somewhere, somehow, the laws we break, the ancient laws where we came from, will infect us with something we won't be able to ignore or resolve. I'm a natural man. And I'm willing to accept the hazards that exist because when I hear, see, and feel something beautiful within that world, I know I'm a part of that. And I have self-worth. I have value to myself for what exists around me. The profit world distorts that. It leads to people committing unthinkable things. And that's why I don't play music to entertain you. I do it for myself to forget about the unthinkable things that keep happening. I can still see beautiful things. They're in my mind. Things of long ago. But maybe they're only illusions. Maybe the distortions have always been with us. But I know I have self-worth. It may not be from counting the numbers. It's from understanding where I came from. The ancient world of nature. Not some electronic device that tells me how to think. The ones and zeros that can never replace what we're a part of. No, consumerism can never replace that for me. I belong to the mountains, the wind, and the rivers. The music you heard this week first began with a composition from Raman Jawadi, Sweetwater for the HBO series Westworld then a piece from the movie soundtrack of True Grit River Crossing by Carter Burwell and then a repeat of that sound and then more music by Burwell I will carry you followed by The Wicked Flea. You then heard Thomas Newman's music 1917 from the movie 1917. And finally, another 1917 composition come back to us. Steppeed, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.